Welcome to the home for anime. I am your host, GPC, great podcaster Callie, and I have to offer some congratulations because we have hit two major milestones. The first being, this is the end of the three-part series for Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon or Don Machi. First, I covered the light novels, then I covered the anime, and now I'm covering the movie. But that's not all we're celebrating. We're also celebrating the end of Volume 2 of The Home for Anime. That's right. Ten tracks. We're in there, like swimwear. We did it. We saw. We came. We conquered. And all the other stuff that happens to talk about celebration and prosperity. Yeah, we did that. And it was great. And there's going to be even more stuff. There's going to be a volume three, volume four, volume five, etc., etc. Because as it turns out, I really like doing this. And it also turns out y'all are kind enough to listen to me. So those are the causes for celebration. Thank you. And with that, let's get on with the show. So as I said, this is the final installation of my Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon or Don Machi series, and we are going to be covering the movie Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, Arrow of the Orion, or Orion. Either one works, so I might flip-flop. We'll see. It's fine. So what is Arrow of the Orion about? This goddess named Artemis arrives to Orario after her familia is defeated by this horrible monster and through this really cool King Arthur-esque move that is hosted at a festival by Hermes, they end up enlisting the help of Bell for a mission that is far, far away from the dungeon. I know that I have this gripe with the Don Machi anime, and that's that they don't follow the source material as faithfully as at least I think they should. They will cram a bunch of volumes into one season and they will add stuff, take some stuff out that I think is really important. And it seems like it kind of goes against, well, not really against, but it doesn't act as a faithful adaptation of the source material. So the work of Fujino Amori seems like it's gone, not unappreciated, but slightly disrespected even though i'm sure he doesn't feel that way he would probably never say that but when you've read as much of these books as i have and seen as much of the don machi anime as you can you notice some discrepancies so what's the best way to make sure that the artist's work is fully realized well that's simple the author himself writes the fucking script, and that's what happened. That's right. Fujino Amorti wrote the script for Arrow of the Orion, and was like, yep, y'all can't fuck this up, because I am taking care of everything. And take care of it, he did. So, first off, there's the animation quality. This animation is a step above the show, and by that I mean it looks really, really good. 
it still looks like the anime, but it just looks it just looks better. It looks like it's for a movie. It's got some it's got some slightly jarring CGI, especially with the monsters that show up, and that's not the best. It really isn't. Especially when you have this more than solid 2D animation that it seems like they've really conquered, and which I will say, it seems like they showed some progression after Season 1, so it kind of carried over to Season 2, but it really carried over to Season 3. So it seems like they really did figure out more of what they were doing. So this movie was a great springboard in that respect. But it's really good. It's a really weird mix of 2D and CG, but it works. It works well enough, and I had zero problems with it. Well, I had zero problems watching it and enjoying it, even though I felt it was a little out of place at times. But overall, it was great. It was great to watch. Now. The execution, executing a plot, executing a script doesn't always go the way that you plan it to. There are ways to mess up, there are ways to genuinely ruin something good, which if Fuji no Amori writes something, you best believe it's going to be good. And this film is concise. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's less than an hour and a half long. So you know that they're really about getting straight to the point. They're like, we have these story beats we're going to follow, and we are going to put the right amount of everything that we need in there. Also, it really helps to develop the characters of Belle and Hestia, which, of course, you can argue Belle's the main character, so of course they're going to develop them somewhat but in this movie you see these different points especially when they deal with Artemis and the idea of being a hero that are really carried over in Bell and Hestia you see how deeply it affects them and even though these things are never mentioned in seasons two and three you can definitely just tell that those experiences are instilled within them based on how they act. And they might be subtle things, but I think in the back of the animation team's head and the scriptwriter, the director, they're all like, we know that Arrow of the Orion happened and we are going to incorporate that into how our characters act. So in that respect, I think that they do a pretty good job with adapting some of their characteristics from this movie. So this movie has an impact on how the overall story goes, and I think that's really neat. This movie really does fly by because it's really enjoyable based on whether or not you like the anime or not, which, as you know, even though I think it's a mid-adaptation, even though I think it's slightly disrespectful, I do really enjoy it. One thing about it taking place before season two is that it gave a glimpse into some characters that we were going to see in seasons two and even three, which I thought was really interesting because how much bearing these characters have on the story. When you're watching it, and you didn't watch seasons two and three beforehand like I did, 
you have to think what's the significance of having these characters and especially if there's going to be characters from over one season showing up meaning the season after the one that's about to air because the second season of Don Machi aired a few months after the movie came out but I think it's just a nice little tease a nice little showcase of how important characters are going to show up later on so that was was just dope to see that happen one thing that I really do appreciate which it spreads out across all to Don Machi anime I really like the music that is played I know I said that some of the tracks in the anime kind of get reused but honestly I I still like them and the OPs and the EDs are spectacular I do not have a bad word to say about the OPs and EDs in seasons one through three of Don Machi and the ending track for Arrow of the Orion, which plays during the credits, it is so good. And what's really neat is that I watched this once on High Dive, I believe. And then the second time, it was so good that I actually bought the Blu-ray. And if you buy the Blu-ray, you get to have this title screen where you pick your selections, you know, for your captions and your desired language of choice so if you want to listen to it in english or you want to listen to it in japanese and the song is playing throughout the entire thing so you get a nice little sneak peek if you are watching on blu-ray which i thought was also really neat i really don't have i don't have much of anything bad to say about arrow of the orion i think it's a fantastic movie i think it is a really good showcase for what don machi can be and again, because Fujinoa Mori is behind the story, they, they really had zero room to fuck anything up. So good on them. Thank you, Amori, for what you did. I am so happy. And also, there's one thing I want to bring up. The clothes that they wear, of course, they're going to have like movie special clothes. So they're going to be movie specific and then they're never going to wear them again. And they look weird because they're going on this grand adventure i guess so you have to have this heroic garb because bell's end goal is to be a hero throughout the entire show not just this movie but in that respect their clothes are fitting and there's this scene that's really funny that basically explains why they have the clothes that they have and you basically do understand yeah it's only going to be for this one movie and then we'll probably never see these clothes again but overall this movie it's really good it's got some really nice emotional scenes i i cried i i love crying i do and this movie made me cry really hard and that's a really good thing that I honestly didn't expect to come from a Don Machi movie, which even though it has really great plot points, even though it tells a really powerful story throughout, I just, I wasn't expecting a a cry fest to happen from this movie. So really solid. I highly recommend that anyone watch this movie if you're a fan of the anime, or even if you 
like the light novels and you don't think you would be disappointed, like just look at a couple pictures from the movie or from the show. And if the animation style doesn't bother you, then I would say read volumes one through five, then watch the movie and then just go back to reading from volume six and then onward. It's really that simple and maybe it might turn some people onto the anime and they'll say things like, oh, this is good or oh, this is bad or oh, I can see why GPC thinks that this is a good comfort anime and why he's really excited for season four. And yeah, that that's all I got. I am, again, so grateful that we made it to the end of volume two, that we made it to the end of the Don Machi series. There's probably going to be more Don Machi because in the time between episodes, I actually read over 600 more pages of Don Machi. So I'm up to volume 15 now because volume 14 was over 400 pages and I think I read it in a day. That's how good Don Machi is, guys. I'm telling you, please read Don Machi. And you know what? Please watch Don Machi. And if you're going to watch Don Machi, please watch Arrow of the Orion. And is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? I can't say whether it is or not. But is it wrong to read? Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Is it wrong to watch? Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Is it wrong to watch? Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in the dungeon era of the Orion? No, no, and no. And that's how I feel. This is a really special series, so check it out. Despite all my glaring criticisms about the anime, just check it out. And with that, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do it on Instagram at AnimeAlphaGoat. Or if you want, you can also email me at ouranimehome at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for the opportunity to get through Volume 2. This has been so much fun, and I can't wait to have even more fun with all of you. And yeah, I'm looking forward to your recommendations. Looking forward to hearing what I can do better about the show. And congratulations, as they say in the end of the Evangelion show. I really did bring an Evangelion reference into the end of this because I just finished watching Evangelion, like all of Evangelion, and it's actually really good. My ignorance in my episodes of 90s anime fashion really showed, but oh boy, Evangelion. And with that, I am out.